Welcome to another episode of For the Culture Podcast, soccer podcast for us, by us. We like to talk about the intersection of soccer and black culture. Got your hosts here, Ringo, Grego, Coach Tony. Yes, sir. Hey, we decided to bring in a ringer, a a professional. (laughs) You know, we heard y'all. We decided to go shoot for the stars. Man, we got Jason Longshore in the building. How's it going, Jason? What's up, y'all? Good. Glad to have you here, man. Welcome to the frat house. Yeah, good to finally hang out with you guys. I've been trying to do this for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, of course. Jason Longshore, he's a voice of Atlanta United. Anytime you hear a game on the radio, you hear him, Mike Conti. You're on my extra time radio on 92.9 here in Atlanta. You know, like I said, he's one of the guys that you know we, we look to for for a lot of a lot of strong soccer knowledge. Like Facts. yeah, so uh, glad to have you on. I've just been doing this for a while, and it's been a lot of fun watching this thing grow. It's hey, it's an honor to have you. I remember hearing you on uh, Jason Davis show calling in, yeah, just giving yeah. you <laughs> and I was like, man, he's coming on. It's awesome, man. Thank you for coming, Mama. Bro. We made it. We made it. We made it. But yeah, man, it's, it's, it's I ain't seen y'all faces so I, I know, long. I know, man. man. How was your fourth? Everybody had a good fourth of July. Yes, I actually got full. I I got I got a little drunk. Not too drunk, just a little. And uh, yeah, it was a good day. It was a good day. Yeah, it was good. It was solid. You know, it was a good holiday. You glo- globe trotting. Oh no! Hold on! Hold on! I thought he didn't like Philly. I thought he. Didn't. I- it is ironic that the week before I just went off on a whole rant about the city of Philly, but you know I did a little exploring the city while I was there. Yeah, Philly's a lot better than I, you know. In my, uh, I see you grew the beard out a little. I know. Bit. I'm trying to get my Philly Jones. I'm trying to get the Philly Jones. I'm trying to get my freeway beard on. You know, and I was, I was you know, chopped cheese up there. hanging out with the Broad Street Bullets. I did get. Oh man, cheese. You know what? Y'all gonna kill me for this. I had. Cheese steaks from two popular places there uh, was it Jim's and also uh, Ishkabibs. Yeah, and American Deli is better. What? No, <laughs> no, Jersey Mike's. <laughs> oh, no. oh, that was <laughs> not where I expected that to go. Hey, whose man is this? I know, right? <laughs> Jersey Mike's is better, man. I'm just saying. No, but it was a good fourth, man. It was a good fourth. Got a lot of soccer in, of course, as always. And this time of year, it's crazy. Like, during the summer, we always think of it as a downtime for soccer because of all the club being done. But, you know, oh, no. every day. And Wimbledon going on. You know, watching Coco get her. I was so hyped. I was like, it's just me, man. I was like, 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 like we, I don't have anybody else here to hype for Atlanta. I was like, yo. Uh, Coco. Man, I was like, man, damn it. But yeah. I'm in love with the Coco. Yeah, She's man. too young, man. <laughs> she <Not> like that. <laughs> <laughs> but man, what are we talking about today, Grego? I mean, you know, it's a, we, we, it's, it's a four-star uh, week, man. So, you know, talking about the I Women's World Cup. I see oh. what you did there. Mm. <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> and, uh, of course, the men's team, you know, they, they, came real, they came about this close, man. You know, when you're just designated number two, it just gets used to being it, you know. We'll Damn. talk about that. And the earthquake that just like changed the changed the world, changed the NBA. Like we, like I said, it, this all of a sudden. You see what he did? You talking about, you talking about Kawhi Thanos that brought balance yeah. back to the league? Yes, yeah, so snap. <laughs> there you go. There yeah, we go. We can talk about that, man. But yeah, man. Like I said, we got we got a good show, man. Of course, you know we always you know we got. Like, this might be the the one episode we probably talk about the home team the most because of course we got Jason Longshore here, and of course we had a a very eventful week you know as far as the home team goes you know we had a trip up to to uh (laughs) with chicago on wednesday with with 
horrible. Yeah. <laughs> and especially when we had the black fire on a couple weeks ago, we talked all that we trash. We talked all that trash. <laughs> <laughs> talking about how horrible they were. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta be embarrassed. Be so now I know why that happened. Exactly. <laughs> now I know. They played that episode in the locker room. They did. They're like, look how the culture treats us. <laughs> <laughs> they ain't with us. They ain't about us. <laughs> They don't watch the show. <laughs> Francisco Calvo was fired up about this. Hey, we, we saw her. We are sorry. So like that was our worst MLS game to date. If I'm not, like, I haven't seen yeah. anything worse than yeah. that. Yeah, like like as far as like the score was, I don't think like we I don't think we've ever given up five uh, in in a game. Nope. And yeah, like you know you had LGP Gonzalez Perez. He got a um, red card pretty early, and then, yeah, just everything just literally fell apart. Yeah, I mean, that's when it, it wasn't even a game anymore because you give up the goal off the set piece three minutes in, just bad marking, bad defending the whole way around. Then you give up a goal on a counter on your own set piece where it's it's a great counter from Chicago. I mean, give them credit, but they, fil- they put that away. Then you get the red card. Mm-hmm. That's 13 minutes of two goals, a red card, and a penalty coming up. It's game over. Yeah. You know, the next two goals, like, I don't care what the final ended up at at that point because it's game over with the red card. The second half, you can take some things out of it. I thought Julian Gressel showed a lot of heart, battled, was trying to lead the group. Um, I think he was actually pulled out so he didn't run himself into the ground because he had Red Bulls coming up. Brandon Vasquez gets a goal. Yeah. It's good for yeah, him exactly, for the confidence. Yeah. Yep. Um Mikey Ambrose getting minutes was good. Florentine Pogba getting minutes was good. There, there were some things you could take out of it. You win the second half, ten v eleven. There's some some response things that I liked. Yeah. But the overall score is going to have a bad look and leaves a bad taste in your mouth. I thought it did spur them on though against Red Bulls. I mean, they came out and first thirty minutes against New York was really good. Some of the best we've seen this season. Yeah, I mean, we, we connected really well. Like, um, like I said, I missed the Chicago match, but I was there in the building for the Red Bulls. And just the, every time we play the Red Bulls, there's that extra fire in the mm-hmm. match, you know. And the, the I commenced to, the, like, the team. Like, they, like, hyped this game up. I mean, yeah, it was a televised game, but, like, it was on the radio and everything. It was, like, Red Bulls because, I mean, first loss. I mean, they, uh, like, we stopped them from winning MLS Cup last year. We beat them to take us to the MLS Cup final. So it's like that real rivalry. It's it's building, and then the, you could see it in the players. They hate each other like yeah. when they play. Every time we play, it's it's I, I love it, man. That's what we need. It's two styles that just perfectly match up yeah. for that kind yeah. of game. I mean, it's Ali Frazier. Like it's it's just okay. two people that two teams in this case that one wants to play with the ball and wants to dominate possession and play good soccer. Red Bulls want to play their version of good soccer, which is very disruptive. It Jersey Bull. about the Jersey ball. Bull. Mm-hmm. It's bully ball is what I was trying to call it. When I was talking to Hugh Douglas about this, I was trying to explain it so he kind of got the sense of it. And, I mean, that's what they're trying time to out, do. Wait, time out. Hold up. <clears throat> you just dropped something. You just dropped some names. <laughs> you just dropped something. <laughs> oh, <sorry. laughs> you just, you um, dropped sorry. that. Sorry. Sorry. My bad. My bad. My bad. <laughs> Big Hugh. <laughs> no, nah, it's it, it's this style of play that the Red Bulls have that it's not my favorite. I give it a ton of credit because it's something you can do when you can plug and play. If you don't have – if you're not spending $15 million on players, if you're not going out and looking for that type of player, you can create one rather easily who can play in this pressing style. That's why Brian White can step in and do really well. That's why you know they can miss players in this one. They can arrive the day of the game because of travel issues, <laughs> and they know exactly how they're going to play. And 
took them a while in this one, 30 minutes in. Honestly, I think it was the the hit from Tarek on Joseph Martinez that kind of got them going a little bit, and that changed the vibe of the match. Yeah, and I mean, like every time, it was like one step forward, one step back for us. Mm. It, it it was tit for tat, and I really love it. Like, shout out to Kamar Lawrence. Like, I'm a big fan yeah. of his. I mean, he's a ton of respect. Yeah, for that guy. like. The, the way he just manages his space is so huge on the ball. And, like, to the front office, man, do what you got to do to get this guy down here. I mean, we've, we've grabbed every – we've got a player from every team that we had trouble with over the first two years. That's a player that we need to spend some gam tam damn on to get down here. If you didn't have George Bello, yeah, I would. Yeah, but, but Bello will well, Bello, be – Bello is about this close to coming Bello, back. He, Bello's 19 years old. It doesn't hurt to develop behind a guy like Kamar Lawrence, See, Bellow's ready. Is he's he? just got to be healthy. Now yeah, you that's, develop. That's the only thing now you develop. You yeah, play. you, you got to play. You play. You yeah, do that's have how you to play. I think he's ready. <laughs> yeah. That's how you do it. If he was healthy, I think he'd be, you know, what, you're 19 games in. I think he'd probably have 12, 13 starts I mean, under if, his belt this year. If, if Alexis Sanchez was healthy all the time, he would be a Ballon d'Or. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so, but it, it, MLS with the cap <laughs> and with your roster space, it's hard to have two guys like that. Yeah. Well, hold and, on, hold and on. that's what's been difficult. Uh, quick sidebar. Just want to give a quick shout-out to the home team real quick for actually signing their sixth homegrown player, George Campbell. Mm-hmm. Yep. We, uh, we George. Yeah, it's all about the Georges, man. Yep. <laughs> but uh, we'll, we'll hit a little bit on him in just a quick bit. But, yeah, um, I really was hoping that you know that last header was going was going to get us to win, man. I, I was, I was. <sighs> you know, it, it's. Uh, I I don't know. I, like I said, like I don't know. Like the the momentum was there, but oh, yeah. like the game had gotten so chippy. The the refs were like done. They weren't allowing anything to happen. They basically, I mean, they stopped the game. That was like they just said, you know what, we're done. The, the like, whole sequence at the end is one of the craziest that things was, I've seen. Was when they left and came back out, like everyone's yeah. looking like, what's, what's the point? What, what, what's, what's going the, on? We had went to commercial on the radio <laughs> broadcast, and I watched them leave because somebody threw something on the field again. Yeah. Which stop doing this nonsense? Please stop, stop throwing that. things on stop, the field. Like, uh, I can't stop. Stand it's that. stupid. So they leave, and I was watching to see if anybody threw anything else. So I'm watching them walk over past the signboards. Like, okay, cool. We're going to break. All's good. I see them come back. And I'm like, what? What are they coming back for? Because there was no signal about VAR. There was nothing. I heard it like as on. I was as I was leaving, uh, going to uh, the stands, and I was like, what is like like what's what's under review? I was like, what in the world? And yeah. then next thing, I, I I I wait, and I hear it's like Jeff Lourdes has been issued a red card. I was like. The fuck? See, that was really late because I saw him come back, and we're trying to figure out what's going on. And there was no signal about VAR. Mm-hmm. You know, there was nothing that we knew that was going mm-hmm. on. And they start walking back, and I'm kind of thinking back to the end of the game. Like, what could they be reviewing? What could be going on? Yeah. And I remember the, the Jeff incident with Caceres, and it's like, that's it. Yeah. Well, uh, other than that, but also, do y'all remember another time when Gressel was like, Almost unhinged yeah. before. Yeah. You do? Yeah. A couple times. It doesn't happen all that often. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't happen often. But yeah, like when he's when he's heated, yeah. Gressel like, was heated, man. Yeah. Like it, you could tell, like this, of course, this rivalry. I, I loved it. He's I, battling with Kamar Lawrence the whole yeah, time, the, too. I mean, yeah. I, I loved it. Kamar would get under your skin. Yeah. And Kamar had his lunch. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. that's exactly. the thing. It, it, it was he couldn't get all his, his crosses in like he wanted yeah. to and everything. Gressel took like a hit early in the game, and it feels yep. like everything. That, that was that hit. That break. first hit. Yeah. It was that first hit. He's early been on. kicked early in games every 
game since the break, and it takes a lot out of him. He's banged up. It, it, well, because you don't get your blood flowing and everything, yeah. and you're like, ah, God, you just got to battle, <laughs> and you got to try to scrap through. And I, I thought Julian put in a, a good shift against Lawrence. I mean, he he didn't get by him a whole lot. Lawrence kind of locked that side down. Right. But Kamar didn't do a lot going forward either. No. And that's where you got to give yeah. that side with Julian and with Franco a lot of credit. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, but I was uh, I was surprised that Skabar stayed in the whole game. I, who you tell? Every, every match. <laughs> I'm, I'm just happy. Uh, yellow for Escobar. Come on, he's, he's he's granted a yellow every match. It's like, it's like he's, he's the only way to operate. I didn't think he was going to last, and he didn't even do anything. Like, this, time, this is the hit Tarek on Joseph Martinez, where Tarek doesn't even worry about the ball. He's going in with a high knee out of Mortal Kombat or something. Takes Joseph out. And then everybody comes together, and everybody's pushing and running their mouth. And they single out Escobar, Escobar and give yeah. him a yellow. Tell you, man. It's something about Escobar. Escobar must say something crazy down there that he we don't hear. Like, he might not. Yeah, you know, man. You <laughs> <laughs> know what I do for fun, man? <laughs> do you know what my last name is, man? <laughs> I got Franco. The street, man. Yeah. He is just a beast, though. He, he's great, but that's what we need enforcers like that on the team. The I mean, attitude. You got to, like, um, Alexi Lawless, like, you know, I know you hate his quotes, but he always says, like, it's a team needs that nastiness, mm-hmm. oh, you yeah. know, on there. And, once, like, a, once a quarter, he'll make a great quote. Yeah. yeah. Once a quarter. That's once one of the ones that have, like, <laughs> the Like, he said this one, like, the last World Cup cycle for the men's. He was like, we just lack the nastiness. Yeah. And I was like, that's kind of what we need for Atlanta United. It's like, yeah, you can play a beautiful game, but when you're in a slugfest like that, you just need somebody to just knock some heads around. You know? Like, guys like... Guys like Escobar, Rometty, Rometty's a real grinder yeah, too. Uh, and of course, you know, like I said, Larry was like, dude, I said, he he literally like like I I I'll yoke you real quick. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I still don't understand what happened. Like I keep seeing the replays, and like I watch, it looked like Larry did it. He did it so smooth because it looked like uh, Casillas, what's Casillas, right? Caceres. Caceres. Yeah. It Caceres looks like he fell. Like he fell into Lorenowitz, and Lorenowitz pushed him off of him, and I was just like, what happened? So I don't know. I don't know. He stomped the foot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that, that's what they gave the red for. That's what they said was really? he, he stomped the foot. Okay. Because I was just like, I don't I don't get it. Yeah, so but Caceres had like pushed in three times right before it. Yeah. So it's always the second guy. Yeah. It's like, so he's out next match. Uh, we get LGP back. That's. Yeah. I mean, you were going to have to rotate. So like you've got the open cup match with St. Louis. Lorena Witz will play there. We got he options. He won't play man. in Seattle. We got options. Man. And you've got Emerson Heinemann coming in and Heinemann's playing against St. Louis. So you've got rotation in that middle now. It's going. Well, first of all, we also did highlight, you know, this is Joseph's first game back too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, back from international play. Mm-hmm. And, um, you you b- bounce right back, just like, like, like typical like, Joseph Styles. The yeah. emotional lift he gives <laughs> Good his team. God. I mean, and that goal. There, oh, there was one thing, like, because I, I, when when they subbed in Vasquez um, to play with uh, yeah, uh, Joseph like, like, for, for this man's favorite player. Oh, we, oh we'll get, a, get at that too in, in, in a second. <laughs> but, like, I, I want to say, like, this is like the first time this year, like, we really have played, like, two up front. Yeah. And yeah. I definitely think I've that. I seen that. They, I think it, it, one time they tried it with Romario and Joseph, and mm, those two just, just they do never not. Yeah. No, they did not. Romario plays too much off of Joseph, yep. and, mm-hmm. and it really should be the other way around. But in this one, Vasquez came in really more as a, a central midfielder. He he played 
deeper. It, it wasn't really like two and, up and top. And that was my frustration about it is because I was like, I want it because how big Vasquez is. He's going to pull people to him. I was like, be imposing as you are. Like, he tries to be too technical with the ball instead of just holding it up. Like and Sometimes, like, yeah. And, like, I hope that, um, like, DeBoer brings that out of him. And I think that's why he's playing him more and more to build that confidence. He's playing him central. I yeah, mean, yeah. Tata played him as a right winger. And he was he needed to be technical, but mm-hmm. now he can be that big physical number nine that this team needs sometimes. Yeah, and, and like and it frees up Joseph because like Joseph is just, he's getting banged up because like, everyone is like if we give him any space he's going to knock mm-hmm. a goal right. So it's like we're going to just kick him, we're going to knock him down. So he needs help up there. So. I think it's incredible with his size that he is so dangerous in the air. Yeah. Like his it's something is insane. It's something. Like his verb, but also just his timing too. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's it's crazy how talented but, he is. In the that air. header reminded me. You remember uh, the Messi goal in the '09 Champions League final? Like, like you just like. Are oh, you talking about Messi and club? Oh, okay, yeah, yeah I remember yeah, those yeah. goals. Yeah, like, yeah. So, like, like that. Too soon. <laughs> don't, 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 don't remind me about Argentina right now. He was robbed. Like, he was Lucas. robbed. He said, said bumpy old metal. A couple weeks My ago, bad. He said bumpy old metal. Man. <laughs> Dude, not, not cool. Not cool. My bad. Like, how man. dare you say that we have corrupt officials? <laughs> but no, I, I think that uh, you know, it's we're we're getting Hyman uh, coming in on Wednesday for Open Cup. We're playing uh, St. Louis out in Kennesaw. Um, wait, wait, time out, Rego. What's up? No. Man? What's up? Give props to a Wolverine. You have yet to do that. <laughs> Give uh, props to Justin, please. Uh-oh. Where? What school did Justin attend? Where did he play his ball at? I heard he played at Michigan. You heard he played at Michigan. <laughs> he just, I think, Has he not been balling? I think he earned like a start. Like his name's in pen. It has to be on there. Right now, yeah. It, yeah. It's in pen. So it's, it, 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 you know what's funny though? Damn it, Greg! Don't give him props. You know what's funny is that when he. When he first got signed, of course, everyone was like, oh, my God, he, he didn't do anything at Orlando. He didn't do anything in Columbus. You know, he was – everyone was talking about him. It's like, I don't think we've had a, a signee bout, you know, just integrate himself so Instantly. well so quickly. <laughs> he's like, I was made for this team. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, he's already, like, you know, writing 17 on the wrist. 17 on the wrist? And like, what? He's know. happy he's not getting yelled at by people. <laughs> I mean, you go to Orlando, that messes with your head. <laughs> Is this what fans are like? <laughs> it, it was crazy because we were, I mean, we were there last year when he scored the goal against Atlanta in May yep. before anybody knew anything about what was going on, just knew he wasn't playing at the level he'd played before. And he did the celebration with the fingers in the yep. ears. And we're like, what? But there was no talk about it. So we didn't really know. Right. And it was two, three months later that he gave the interview and said, like, well been getting death threats on, on social media. <laughs> I mean, I mean, like, like how ba- like, like, how bad does it have to be when you're getting death threats man? from I'm your like, own fans? Yeah, like from your own fans. I'm like, you don't realize the whole team sucks. <laughs> well, it's like he said. I think this is the big part about his play on the field is here his roles defined. And Frank yeah. DeVore, we know how organized he is. We know how structured That's what he Dutch is. Did. So he comes in. Merrim knows exactly what he's being asked to do, and. For whatever reason, Jason Christ did not do that last year in Orlando. Completely lost the team. And it 
never got any better. And by that point, I think Merrim was, was one foot out the door. Yeah. He goes back to Columbus, and they're midway through their season. You're not going to drop straight into the lineup again. So he's coming off the bench, and then they bring in Caleb Porter, who wants very different things out of the wingers. Mm-hmm. That's why he goes to get David Akam. That's why he goes to get Luis Diaz from Aridiano. Merrim's not that type of player, but he comes here, and he's – honestly a perfect fit i think so and now you've added more depth and you've got a lot of rotation possibilities mm-hmm. it's a good look especially now like i said we you know we only got to labor day so you know we got you know tito you know he's i think he's about another week or two out tito might be longer he's the one that's been difficult to figure out i think barco's probably a week or two out okay tito it's been since that red bulls game at red bull arena yeah he's not been back since and it just seems like more delays and more delays so bad timing but you have the depth that's why you go get merrim a few weeks before that injury happened and it's paying off so where's barco slotted oh like it's straight back into the lineup somewhere. Yeah, I would like, put yeah, him into the ten. Yeah. That's the okay. thing though, because like I think you know, of course, you go back to his form back at the under twenty World Cup, and and also you know before he before he left, you look at Merrim, you look at Gressel, you look at like I said, PT's going to be the real, the real question mark because you know the the rumors that were coming out early, uh, early this week about him possibly going out on loan. Yeah, all the, that the board the board said bumps. no. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was like, no way a $15 million player is going on loan. Let, yeah. let, me, let me give you a little bit of background on Argentina and where things are right now. They're about three weeks away from the season starting. Uh, River Plate always has pressure on them, and they didn't win anything last year. So they need to do something. Mm-hmm. Now that Copa America is over, this is all anybody's talking about in Argentina. Is what is River going to do? What is Boca going to do? then what's the next tier of teams going to do? So it all came out at the same time yesterday. Anytime this stuff has come out out of Argentina, it's been leaks on that side. Mm-hmm. Atlanta United hasn't leaked anything right. anytime. So somebody down there started talking either as a coordinated thing for media to get talking about it. Oh, yeah. Because on, on Teise, the, the ESPN of Argentina, mm-hmm. that's all they've talked about all day is pity back to river. Jeez. And I, I think it's just a media thing. Yeah, I mean, just to get the buzz for the season. Cause yeah, because like, you're not going to loan him back right now. I mean, he's not playing that bad. No, he's, he's not. Really, like, not. like honestly, like the past, I probably say like the past <laughs> month or so. I mean, like, no, I'm gonna let you go. No, uh, he, he I'm gonna let you finish. He gave Merrim, he gave Merrim, um the, the assist mm-hmm. on the first goal. So and you know, like he, he's like he's had assists, like you know, I think like three to pass four games. So like he's I think you're right. He's got he, four total. Yeah. So like he's he's catching on. He's, he's definitely not like where he was like back at the beginning of the season where he was just just crapping up the place. Yeah. So I think that and I and I mentioned this on during last week's show. It's like not every like you look at Barco. You could even make an argument for um, Joseph um, during the first season. Like not everyone adjusts right away. You know, playing in MLS. Sometimes it takes a while to like really work work yourself in. Because, like, of course, everyone, like, you were one of the main people talking about last year about Barco was, was garbage. And then, like, you, you, you give him some time to settle oh, you in. Started <laughs> <laughs> he, he started that. He started that. Oh, man. He started I, mean, like, I had to fight everybody yeah. about Barco but last no, year. No, he started that threat. So, I'll say this. Like, you know, I, I, I would be a hypocrite if I didn't say, like, Barco, I was wrong about that. And I would say this about Petey. Like, trust the process. Let him grow mm-hmm. and build. But for $15 million, like, I want to see more grit from him. 
especially coming from where he came from. Yeah. Like the the amount, like how easily he goes down a lot. I mean, it, it's it's uncalled for. It's like if you weren't getting the calls at the beginning of the season, what makes you think like the refs are going to start giving the calls there? And it, 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 he's overthinking it, and, and that's the thing. He's I think, pressing. Yeah, yeah, and, and, he's yeah, getting pressed. He's and, and, like pressed. he's overthinking it, and like I don't know if he's getting pressure from Frank, and that's why he's overthinking it. I but think it's I, I think, think it's so. himself. I, I think, think it's just, I yeah, think, and, and, but I it's like it's a lot of situations where it's like it's him and the goal and the goal wins and it's just like alright just take a step back and just remember what got you here Yeah. so it's like I'll say trust the process but you know he's just he's just not turning up the way I thought like I was sold on him when people told yeah. me about Petey Martinez I was like okay I, I mean, it's going to be a good replacement for Miguel it's like they're not going to be the, yeah, yeah they're not going to be the same player. players it's like completely different players completely different styles but from what I've read from what I saw about him I was like alright he's going to be huge in 19 games I think it was 19 games mm-hmm. in it's yeah. just like I haven't seen him like show what he has. I so I'm gonna trust the process that's next fair. year. No, that's completely next fair. Next year, PT is probably gonna set the world on fire. He's gonna be a Carlos Vela, and then I'm gonna be wrong again. You know, <laughs> <laughs> he's. I mean, he's a unique player. I think Barco's kind of the same type of player in some ways, and that they're they're artists. And I think those are the players who struggle to adjust to MLS the most. Because it's just such a different kind of physicality. Mm-hmm. Um, the travel is part of it. Oh, the yeah. the pace of the game is part of it. The way it's reft is part of it. Oh, God. He should be further along right now. Mm-hmm. But it's it's like a lot of things. I mean, is he as bad as some people have said? No, he's yeah. not. He's got two goals. He's got four assists. He's created a ton of chances. Is he living up to what he did at the end of last season? Was he ever played? No, oh, he's yeah. not. He's not at that stage right now either. And you want to get him there. Right. But you also got to win games. Yeah. And you're at a point right now where you've got Joseph back up top. Your options across the three in the, the three attacking and the, the wingers in the ten. You've got Barco who can play both. You've got Pitti who can play both. You've got Gressel who can play both. You've got Merrim who can play out wide. Hopefully you'll get Tito back soon who can play out wide. Heinemann, Nagby, Rometty are going to be playing in those holding roles. But we've seen Nagby play as a ten. We've seen Heinemann in his career play as a 10. You're yeah. going to have a lot of mixing and matching possibilities here, and you've yeah. got to field the best team. And if Pitti's part of it, cool. Yeah. If he's not, he's coming off the bench. So where do you see uh, Heinemann, like, fitting in, uh, like, in the immediate and then also, like, like going towards the home stretch of the, se- of the season? Eight. Yeah, season immediate, yes. But long term, I think he's a six. I, I think he will be that classic sit-back Andrea Pirlo, Michael Bradley, Will Trap, like metronome for <laughs> possession. favorite. <laughs> but but it's, it's thing in a possession team, if you can have a defensive midfielder mm-hmm. who can give you some defense, mm-hmm. but can be that, that backboard in some ways, just that focal point on the ball, it's what you want. I think Heinemann can be that. Yeah. It'd be, it'd be good to have him and Nagby play together. Like, I say that. I mean, that frees up Nagby. Exactly, yeah. exactly, yeah. And then hopefully Burhalter can give him a look. But that's, that's oh, a different story. Man. That is a different story. Before, before we go on um, break, like I said, I, I did want to, you know, uh, go back and uh, talk about George Campbell. You know, uh, the Academy product with Atlanta United just got signed on, on today on Tuesday. Homegrown. Yes, home homegrown. He's one of our own. How old is he? Because I like I got look. I was like, he looks like he's like twenty five. He just graduated high school because <laughs> yeah, exactly. he was gonna go to Maryland. He got he got that shadow. I'm like, yo, like is he twenty five? <laughs> he he's grown a lot. In the <laughs> no, last but his year, height, yeah, I'm gonna say he's like what six he, two six yeah, three. Yeah, he's he's grown yeah. up and he's gotten thicker too. Yeah, he's um, gone some way. I when I first saw him, 
It was with the U-17s generation Adidas. Mm-hmm. And I knew about Kendall Edwards, who he was paired with at center back. Mm-hmm. And Campbell was the one who grabbed my attention. He was raw. You could tell he was he was definitely still getting there. but Growing into his body and yeah, everything. He yeah, he looked kind of gangly a little bit. Yep. He reminded me of Eddie Pope. Yeah. And, and I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, if he can project there, I really like what That's he's That's not a bad do. problem. Yeah. Yeah. But I would have <laughs> never guessed that he would be the next one. Back then, I wouldn't have thought he'd be the next one signed. He's he's developed so much, and I've had the chance to watch him with the twos this season for most of the year. And he he's good in possession. He can hit a long ball. He's got the size. The good guy should get win the ball in the air. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you get you got options at center back with him, with Miles, and with LGP long term. With him and Miles, like I mean, like <laughs> nice and, and you got Kendall Edwards coming through too, who's been part of Jamaica's U seventeen. So. You've got options coming. This academy is building. Let's look at a little nasty. Trust trust the process, man. That's that's what we've been preaching all season. Trust the process. But I I asked you this in the you know pre-show or whatever. The you know the highlight tape that they kind of give out on him or whatever. The one thing I was you know I haven't watched much of his play or whatever. But the concerning thing I had is that a lot of highlights they show him leaving his feet a lot Mm -hmm. for tackles. And especially in dangerous positions, and yeah. that was my concern as far as you know. If you're a center back, always leaving your feet. That's yeah. I haven't seen that too much. Um, he is right now still prone to make a little bit of a reckless tackle from right. time to time. Um, I believe he's had a red in in USL Championship this year. And if it's the one I'm remembering, it was a, a bad giveaway from him, and he was a little too over. He's trying to recover. Yeah, trying to recover. Yeah, went in and cleaned somebody out. Yeah, but he's. He's got time. You don't have to force it right now with him because you've got Miles Young. Probably Leandro's back next year. I would assume he would be. Hope so. Um, you've got Florentine Pogba, who's ended up being a nice piece. Yeah, you know uh, he got he got a nice piece. Yeah, he got the ham in the Hopefully, yeah. hopefully it's temporary. Have they released how long he'll be? They haven't said. Um, wouldn't expect to see him against St. Louis. You, you know, there is a guy up in that that was up in New York wearing a, a Flo Pogba jersey. That you know, yeah, maybe. Right <laughs> the There's another guy. It might have been a Florentine Pogba jersey, maybe. <laughs> Through Central Park, dude. Yeah, man. Apparently, he's getting the scuffles with Jesse Lingard and everything. (laughs) It's breaking out pretty hard. Can we stop? Can we stop with that, man? Get a reality show going. Let 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 that man go, man. But but yes, uh, before we go on break, I I did want to give a quick shout out. like I said, we, we just finished up our pre-sale for our, our summer scars with Featherstone Flamingos. Uh, did an r- amazing job. It actually hit exactly where I thought that, that we would go as far as our sales went. And you know, I, I can't wait for uh, the scars to get um, to get mailed out. I just talked with uh, Alan with uh, American Football Provisions, everyone who are uh, partnered with us as far as producing the scarves. And, yeah, like everything is, you know, like really went well. I'm, I'm really proud of uh, of that. And um, looking forward to everyone who uh, who, who made an order to, to get theirs. Um, we're going to take a quick break. And uh, once we, on, on the flip side, we talk about the national team, women's and men's. Like it's, it's time for that, that four-star that four star performance, you know. So uh, we're going to take a quick break, pay some bills, and uh, we'll be right back. We got bills? Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> And we are we back. We are back. Yes. Hey, 
So let's talk about it, man. We had to check Ashlyn Harris's Instagram again. <laughs> I know. To see, see if she posted <laughs> she any more craziness. She is living somewhere. Oh, my <laughs> she, goodness. She is living life. Damn. But that's how you should celebrate, man. Yes. If, Why not? If, unless you've been living under a rock. I mean, the women's national, U.S. women's national team has won their fourth World Cup, their second back-to-back. So, like, I mean, shouts out to them, They have been partying since the final whistle on Sunday. Literally. And now they're in New York, and they got a parade got tomorrow yeah. morning. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, <laughs> I, I can't wait to watch that parade. This stuff, it's, it's great. I love it. I, I love it. I, it. I love this team's personality and swagger. And especially with how much negativity this team has taken. <sighs> like, you what are you know, trying to say, man? <laughs> you know, time out. Time out. Time out. You know, outside of this podcast. What, what we not go do. Time out, man. We are here to uplift. Right. <laughs> No, you're right, but I remember there was somebody that said they're gonna go all the way. Oh God! And I was like, no, there's too much competition in the world. It's too hard for the U.S. to do it again. I, I will it's- go out and say, yes, U.S. did a hell of a job, and we are all proud of what they did. Mm-hmm. I was wrong in my prediction. Yeah, I admit that. Yeah, but at the same time, I'm incredibly proud and impressed of what they did as far as performance of. What he did on and off the field. Yeah, mm-hmm. I will say right now, I am about to pur- purchase my Rapino jersey. Yeah, like I, I, I mean, like I was already a fan of hers to begin with, but like if we look at what Rapino has done, mm-hmm. like on all levels, right before this cup, mm-hmm. right. Remember, she was kneeling with Cap when it wasn't cool. Yeah. <laughs> she, she was looking real awkward taking a knee on the side. Yeah. Like she was, but she stood by her morals. That's what I'm and saying. And she never and she backed down no matter what pressure she took. At the Twitter in chief and went at him and said, I did what I held my end of the bargain. Yeah. Now what's up? Get back at me. You got to respect it. You like, mean, and you got to respect it. Like what the Dutch did, they played that video thanking the um, U.S. national team. Because this this team is like the archetype of what a national team should be, men or women. I mean, they're doing great on the field and off the field. So it's like it, they are – you can't not love what they're doing. Absolutely. No. You got to give them credit. I mean, they – you come into the tournament and you look at the road they're going to go through if they win the group, which you everybody expected. Spain was likely who they were going to face. That's who they faced. I thought Spain took them to the limit. Yo, oh, Spain yeah. – I mean, Spain next World Cup. Mm-hmm. They're so, be nice. One, I was wrong. <laughs> I, I was wrong too. I, I had France winning yeah. because yeah. France coming into the tournament looked like the best team in the tournament. Yeah, and absolutely. they never lived up to it. And game one was the best game they had. They never lived up to the pressure. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll say this much, uh, and, I, and I mentioned it during last week's show: experience goes a long way. Yeah, it does. And you could clearly tell, in especially in the, in the knockout uh, matches, you had one team who had been through. That that experience from the like because a lot of them were there for the last World Cup. Wasn't with me shooting in the gym. You know what I'm saying? All these new federations. I mean, well, I think think against England game. I think that's where experience was shown. Every game, every game in the knockout. Even though Lucy White uh, got robbed, not just in the semifinal, but she got robbed in the in the third place. She got robbed. I was like, what? How 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 did she get robbed? (laughs) Oh, the offside call. It was uh, offside. No. <laughs> it was offside. I mean, it is there. It was offside. Look, Greg wanted anybody but America to no. win. <laughs> I mean, 
Offside is offside it's now. Period. That's like, what Bar tells you. Bar, bar can eat, eat, a, eat a whole it's bunch offside. of things. <laughs> like it is or it isn't. But uh, but no, I think that like I said, the experience came through in spades uh, during, during knockout rounds, and what what I am looking forward to going forward is you have because basically you had in the knockout rounds you had well past the quarterfinals you had it was the u.s and europe and that's not changing anytime soon because you because now that you see that you have these programs that are that have just a little bit of taste of success they're going to go back home they're going to get some more money and they're going to invest even more into their club programs or national programs it's like it's the gap's going to get going to get a lot closer in, within the next four years. You know, you have the, the Olympics next year mm-hmm. in Tokyo. It'll be very interesting to see like where things go just in just now in one year's time. But I think that you know it, it, it'd be very interesting, especially like now that they're talking about ESPN signed with um, the NWSL mm-hmm. that they have a new TV deal. Budweiser signed up uh, with NWSL. Did we not see the TV numbers for this World Cup too? Yeah. yeah. I mean, not for the final, for the whole World Cup and worldwide too. I yeah. mean, like I mean, that's the thing the NWSL's got to do is the the final wasn't most watched in the United States worldwide. It was Brazil. Yep. 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 And you've got the Dutch Martin TV ratings were insane. Was the Swedish ratings were that was amazing too. And yep. and I had kind of fallen off with Marta because she'd gotten into the diving a little bit in the last World Cup. She's I Brazilian. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. Um, but that was an amazing moment, and, and she carried that team probably further well, than they should have went this well, time. Well, around. let's talk about that. I mean, like yeah. Marta talked about, you know, this next generation mm-hmm. of women coming through their ranks and everything. But was she talking to women worldwide, or was she talking to women in Brazil? I think she was talking to Brazil. I did too. I, I, I think so too. But let's also look at the U.S. It, as well. it, it, mm-hmm. it can tie to to, um, to everyone, but it's it's specifically Brazil because you can you can kind of tell like like I mentioned a few weeks back. Yeah, for Miga, who's getting older, Christiana is getting older, mm-hmm. Marta's getting older, and it's like like who exactly is going to going to be coming in to take their place? Like like where are the next where's the next generation coming from? And <clears throat> I just wonder. They've been talking about for a while, like how the Brazilian Federation really hasn't put that much they into never, their they, program. They invest not, they, they, not even the bare that. minimal. They, no. they, not even the bare minimal. They have to though, based on TV yeah. ratings. There's a yeah, demand. Now it's different. There's a demand there, so they would be insane to not. Play. ESPN Brazil is talking about picking up the UEFA Champions League women's tournament and other leagues in Europe to put on ESPN Brazil because of these ratings. It, so it, 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 this World Cup, like really like they always talk about like it, it, it changes the game. But like this was huge. This like, one will. Th- this was like this is the one that like when we're like old, all of us. When did you fall Yeah. Well I think also like you always <laughs> reference like when did you fall in love with soccer yeah. for mm-hmm. the people who did, you know, this grow is, up with soccer. This is gonna be the O six World, World Cup, Cup yeah. for yeah, mm-hmm. it's gonna be like the O six World Cup that brought so many right. like exactly. into the game. Yeah. This is gonna be joined I, yeah, I definitely think for this world. And but, I, th- but I wanted to bring up, as far as, like, you know, talking about the next generation, you know, as Martin was talking about the next generation for Brazil, but also we got to look at the states because, mm-hmm. you know, looking at the list of who's 30-plus, you got Tobin Heath, Alex Morgan, Listener, O'Hara, Christian Press, Megan Rapino, um, Carly Lloyd. Like, in four years, how many of them are still in it? 
Nair, probably goalkeeper. Maybe that's definitely. Like I said, you know, we're, we're still. I still stand for French. I don't care. I don't care. I, I still stand. For oh, French. you know my release yeah. too. I mean, yeah. even La French. Like, <laughs> Man, I, I actually thought Ashlyn Harris should have had the opportunity. And this is before the Instagram stories, yeah. by the way. Yeah. <laughs> but now it's like now she's got to start. <laughs> I, I thought she deserved it, but Nair stepped up. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you can't question it. I had a lot of questions about Jill Ellis coming in, mm-hmm. lineup wise, roster wise. We've talked about that. she yep, answered yep. every. Every single so, one. So here's the big question there. Because you're talking about a, a coach now who's gone through two World Cups, undefeated in two World Cups. Mm-hmm. Yep. Is she the best U.S. coach, men or women's, of all time? All time. Yeah. Talk well, about if, you, if you if well, you won based on achievement, yes. Yeah, I mean, yeah, for sure. Because I mean, you look at actually, if you look at actually both World Cups, you know, we we were sort of the favorites in, in on 2015, given how things were looking going into this World Cup. There were a lot of doubts, and she came through. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, made were, made she the was right better moves. this tournament than last. They week. were talking Absolutely. about firing her like before the tournament started. It was like let's just do, do away with Jill Ellis, go into the tournament with a new coach, things like that. And she got everything right. She planned every match, and that's what they're talking about giving her a GM position mm-hmm. if she decides to take it well, and well, to actually well, develop well, our system. Our contract's up the end of the yeah, month. Yeah, contract's up. But let's not romanticize during the World Cup, too, though, because remember there were still substitution questions as far as like what game was that? Was it Spain where she didn't make a sub until like almost? I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the, the thing is, for me, this one felt different than fifteen. Fifteen, yeah. I felt like she got a little bit lucky because of injury and suspensions, and mm-hmm. found the lineup kind of by accident, mm-hmm. and then rode it the rest of the way. Mm-hmm. This time, I mean, she made some big changes. It felt like every game there were some injuries involved, but she got them right. Mm-hmm. I was a little worried every time she'd go to a back five. I thought mm-hmm. she did a little too early at times. Yeah, yeah, de- definitely. Yeah, I was. Definitely it worked. Same way. It, it worked. I, I, I just, I have. Really, two questions there. Like one, it, hopefully during this next cycle, Crystal Dunn will. I mean, even though she was, she a, was a, amazing uh, in this tournament. And that's, we, and that's not even her position. I don't think she can go back after like her performance. It's, well, well here's North my, Carolina well, courage. She does. Well, here's my thing though, because when we saw France with uh, what's her name, number eleven, the France. Yes. yes. Good gosh. Yeah. That that was. Did beat her though? That was. I know, but I'm just saying like. There's something that, like, we need to have that mm-hmm. as well, too. Because mm-hmm. Yanni, like, she's only going to get better. Mm-hmm. Like, with her age and everything, like, I don't mm-hmm. want to see that. And so, I would love to see with all the pieces that are going to be dropping off because of age and everything like that, as far as the next cycle goes, mm-hmm. we need something dangerous like that because, you know. Um, that's the concern because the youth national teams haven't been very that's good. That's what I'm saying. Yep, that's what I'm saying. That's, so That's what I'm worried about. That's... That's initially what I'm getting at as far as like so what you, we look at. So this you're saying this is our golden generation. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yes. Well, the, the, and the part is because the timing of everything too, as far as what we talked about in previous shows, as far as like other federations are now starting to invest into it. Because you look at like how quickly those those programs like Netherlands is, is a prime Same. example. They did not qualify in 2011 uh, in the World Cup that year. I think the Euro was the first time they qualified yeah, for a World Cup. Mexico. Yeah. <laughs> and you go from that to first time qualifiers to in within eight years you're in the World Cup final. Mm-hmm. That's what you call progression and, and like I said, like it's not just them. Italy Italy's yeah. got a lot of room to grow. Mm-hmm. A lot a lot of room to grow. England's not gonna not gonna say like they're they're talking about how 
I was reading the Premier League is actually talking about possibly taking over the women's league uh, in England. So yep. there's gonna, there's probably even more money that's going to be coming into there. They're, they're playing so, Manchester so, so. City hosting Manchester United first week of the women's Super League at the Etihad. Oh, um, oh. Chelsea hosting Tottenham first week of the women's Super League at Stamford Bridge. So, like, that's cool. I'm a homer. Like, like there's no way NWSL will allow like they have to pump some money and like have they to have to figure keep, things out. Because they have to figure it out. It's, it's because MLS it, fifteen years ago. Yeah, That's what it reminds me. Pretty of. much because it's like all right, it's like you guys have the best team in the world. Everyone is looking at the American team. Majority of the players play in your domestic league. Yep. You need to just have everyone out getting TV contracts. All over the world, they they had some issues with the whole lifetime deal, yeah, which like, they had to do at the time, but they outgrew it pretty fast yeah. because it didn't bring in new fans. For I them. Say, it was the branding. Yeah, because we talked yeah. we, we talked about during the women's episode, like you know, they actually had very good production. Just that yeah, nobody's yeah, thinking, the no, nobody's thinking of going to the lifetime for sports. Yeah. <laughs> so and, and right now, if you want to watch NWSL, you got to go to Yahoo, which you got to go out of your way. It's not yep. on ESPN Plus, for example, right. where you're watching everything else, right? They've got to figure these things out. It's it really reminds me of MLS in like 2005, 2006. You had a hunt for your soccer. Yeah, you had to look for it, <laughs> you and had you had you were sitting there wondering the whole time, like, are, are there going to be owners who are going to invest in this properly? Mm-hmm. And that's the next step. So you've got Portland, mm-hmm. great club. You've got Utah Royals coming in and partnering with Real Salt Lake, mm-hmm. great club, great ownership. You've got Orlando and Houston. Okay, it can be better. You've got North Carolina Courage, which mm-hmm. is an unbelievable team on right. the field, and it's another partnership. They've got to go into that direction more. They've got to get Arthur Blank involved. They've nice. got to get the owners like that. Anthony Precourt's talked about it in Austin mm-hmm. already. Cincinnati's talked about it. Louisville's building a stadium in USL Championship. They're talking about it. Now's the time to blow it up because so- if not – Real Madrid coming in and starting a team? Yeah. So if you're Real Madrid, I, Megan Rapino, Jill Ellis. That's yeah. all the money you want. That's what we so, talked about before. We said they should just write blank checks yes. and buy the whole entire U.S. women's <laughs> national team. Seriously. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I already know specifics of certain MLS teams who were absolutely like, no, women's soccer is not a part of our future. Mm-hmm. And I wonder how that discussion is going now. I'm sure it's changed. Garber said it last year at the State of the League at MLS Cup. He he said, like, look, we're not going to buy the NWSL, but I'm very encouraging of our owners being involved in it mm-hmm. because it's going to strengthen their brands too. Absolutely. Yeah. That's, and that's the way we got to look at it. And and it, it's, a, it's a fine line because it's not a charity – there's elements where I think we do need to invest to pump it up, and we do need to treat it like a nonprofit in some ways, but it's going to survive as a business. Right. And it's going to survive with these partnerships with clubs if it's benefiting both sides. Mm-hmm. And I think it's at the point where it can stand on its own as a business. Mm-hmm. So that actually kind of segues into another topic. Uh-oh. What do you think about equal pay, sir? I mean, after the- <laughs> Oh, boy. <laughs> What do you think, Ringo? I I don't think there's many people that are going to say anything about equal pay, anything negative about equal pay. I'll tell you you the way I see it. And um, we talked about this on on one of our Soccer Down Here podcasts with Kelly Francis when everything came out with the lawsuit. And you get into the nuts and bolts of it. The FIFA bonus money is a complicated thing because that money's coming in from FIFA and then being distributed. That's a tricky one. The other tricky side is the women are on salaries playing in NWSL and yep. men are not. That's another difference that you've got to account for and figure out. Mm-hmm. But there were stuff like 
win bonuses and friendlies. Mm-hmm. Where if it's a, a top ten opponent for the men and they win the match, they're getting, I believe it was $17,000. The women, for any friendly win, were getting 1500 You can't justify that nonsense. Especially you can't give, justify per Especially given like how... Uh, like pretty much like after every tournament win, they they do like a victory tour. Mm-hmm. It's like you're you're pretty much promoting your national team, you know, and on a publicity publicity tour, and you're only giving them this much. Mm-hmm. It's like the amount of revenue they're generating. Yeah, right, it's, right. It's not equal about what they're paying. But I mean, everyone said it, man. And Snoop Dogg said it today. Pay you know, pay this team, man. They yeah. deserve it. Like they're getting their sponsorships, but like. FIFA US Soccer needs to just give them what they deserve. Did, like, did, yeah. I, did, did I just get that right? That you just referenced Snoop Dogg, and that's the reason why we need to. If Snoop Dogg references, once it, Snoop Dogg gets <laughs> out and starts I mean, talking about it, I, guess, <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, he's an American hero. Oh, right? What should we do? We need to go. Oh, we gotta assault Snoop What's Dogg. Where's Ja? Ja Where's Oh my God! Where's Snoop Dogg? Listen to Snoop. Yeah. All <laughs> uh, uh, oh, these crazy times. We get Benny Siegel back now. <laughs> what should we Come do? On. Iran. Let's talk to Snoop. <laughs> but no, I, I think that it's it's very cut and dry because, like, first of all, the pre- the precedent has already been set uh, with Norway. Uh, making a deal, I think it was two years ago, mm-hmm. to pay uh, their men's and women's team equally. So. Granted, you know, the, the payouts from FIFA, you know, that can kind of get figured out how, however, but U.S. Soccer keeps talking about this $150 million surplus. Bruh. They haven't talked about that in a while, though. Oh, yeah. I think it's gone. I, think it's I don't gone. think it's gone, but... <laughs> it's not they, gone, but you don't hear as much because, uh, what's his name, left. Um, so, well, Gladi. 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 Yeah, Gladi. Yeah. yeah, I mean, ever since Gladi left, like... Maybe you think not here's pumped up that, as much. That stuff's complicated. I mean, you gotta have a surplus. Like it's just something as as a, a nonprofit, which U.S. Soccer is. Like you've got to have a surplus in case of anything. Right. Well, but, the, the women's team are about to give them a new surplus. Like I said, they're gonna be touring uh, the U.S. Pr- probably pretty soon. Yeah. Give them even more money. I'm sure Nike so is gonna five step games. Up. So it's part I of the bet contract. You Nike step up. Yeah. So uh, ESPN FC, they were talking about it tonight. Um, tonight, they were saying that um, during their victory tour, they should play Thailand here, and the proceeds they have um, give it to the Thailand Federation to develop the women's game down there. What do y'all think about that? Thailand. I mean, honestly, Thailand's not in a bad place because they have corporate sponsorship. Um, I'm trying to remember her name. Uh, oh, she was on the sideline because there was a great piece in the New York Times about it, mm-hmm. and she was the one who was crying on the sideline. Oh, yeah, she, 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 she like she, she funds and, it. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. like, they're okay. I would love to see it with like Cameroon mm-hmm. or, or countries where their federation is not funding it. Jamaica, Jamaica. Jamaica would be a right. great one. Yeah. I mean, Jamaica had a player from Metro Atlanta. Yeah. Shayna Matthews. Yeah. yeah. I mean, from Lovejoy. Well, you got the girl Lovejoy from Thailand. High School Shots playing out. with that's Jamaica. That's my alma mater. I didn't know about really? that. Really? Yeah. That's oh, I, I didn't that. know that. That's my all. I didn't know that. Yeah. Really? Yeah. She yeah. her up. Be like, what's Shayna Williams, and she married Jordan Matthews, who's wide receiver at the 49ers now. Oh, okay. I think I've heard of, Yeah, I think I've heard of her. Yeah, she played yeah. two games in the tournament. She Her story's crazy. Like, she had her first child, I think, in September. And she got called into Jamaica's pre-training camp in January. And they were blown away. One, that she was able to participate. And like right. her, her fitness levels were just crazy. And she, that was her debut. She debuted like a month or two later and, and made the World Cup squad. And 
she plays for the Washington Spirit in WSL, and she's one of those players to watch that has that opportunity now. Hashtag superhero. You know, but it's crazy though because you have. I think they. I uh, heard it during one of the games. Like all but like three teams had players who were who either uh, who came up at some point during through the American system. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it be through college or playing professionally, like like. Our our fingerprints are everywhere. Yeah, and that's I mean that's what I was saying. With the with the Dutch team, they did that tribute video before the match. You know, it's like this team and like the American system for women's soccer really lit the fire to get it going around it's a, it's the world. It was the spark the that lit it. Mm-hmm. So and it's like that's why I keep saying like the our national women's league here they can't let Spain or England take over the global no. like they can't they have to figure it out and do it right. They've got to get the right owners in. Soccer United marketing has to get involved with it. Big time. Um, I believe they helped with the Budweiser deal. So that's that's a good first step. Yeah. They've got to get the TV stuff sorted out long term. They've got to expand. They've yeah. got to spend more money on salaries. Come I mean, on, it's come things on, that come on back down here. They will. Ringo, I, I, they will. Where will they Ring, play? Ringo, what about Zoo Lily? Yeah. Should yeah. Zoo get involved? Yeah. Zoo Lily should be involved everywhere. All teams. Hey, but that's actually a really cool thing because then that's where the Sounders, you got to give Seattle credit because that was a Seattle Sounders deal mm-hmm. and they could have kept it all to themselves, but they brought Rain into it. Yeah. Because that's a separate ownership. That's not mm-hmm. a Sounders women's team. It's separate completely. I, so they put it in, and it's very cool. I didn't realize that there actually is a, a Sounders women's team. Yeah, it's, yes. it's, it's in, a, uh, in a different. Um, it's in like the semi-pro uh, yeah. WPSL. Yes. Yeah. So, like, just how how you were saying, like, like we need to figure out some way to where we could partner up with the women's league, whether it be with direct with direct ownership or through sponsorship par- partnerships. To club where... ownership. Uh, I don't think like league ownership, but club ownership mm-hmm. and Soccer United marketing because they're going to make money on the deal too. And mm-hmm. MLS owners are going to make money through that. So use that because, I mean, if they're going to be able to market Mexico in the United States, they should market our domestic women's yeah. league and, and help facts. it grow. Big just, it has to. It's the time to do it. And the whole equal pay thing, I think a lot of people have get just got so hung up on the word equal pay. Mm-hmm. I don't even think the players are thinking about it that way. They want their fair share right. is right. the best it's way to put it. equitable pay. Yeah, I mean, yeah. the bonus stuff, everybody understands. Like, FIFA's given $400 million to a World Cup winner on the men's side and 30 on the women's side. You can't give the same bonus. Right. It's, wow. just, it's not possible. Right. But on revenues... And if U.S. soccer is going to bundle things the way they have, where they're selling sponsorship for all the teams in a package, you got to split it equally. Mm-hmm. There's just no way around it to justify it. So yep. it's time to get it right. And if they were smart, they would be announcing it at the parade tomorrow that they got it right. Yep. Yep. How much PR would that be? Yep. Huge. It would be huge. So, like, y'all let us know what you think about, like, the women's, like, the World Cup equal pay. Hit us up to FTCUTD on Twitter, Instagram. Let us know what you think about that. But let's talk about the men. You know, we'll, you know, we'll talk about the men's team. We we just went through the Gold Cup. Do we have to? We have to. We, we got have to the final. Yeah, I mean, we got to the final. That was the bare you know, minimum I mean, for me. That's it. We, you know, we I mean, came I was second place. For the- you know, <laughs> <laughs> yo, who saw Curacao coming out like that? I, I mean, didn't see. Hey, I, I didn't see. Who saw Curacao? Who saw Haiti? Haiti. Dude, Haiti. 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 Haiti's coming. Haiti almost knocked out Mexico. Haiti. You know? <laughs> so, like, you know, we so Burr Halter first major tournament. 
What do you guys rate? What do you guys rate? I give him a B. I give him a, a, a B. Strong. A B sounds I didn't think B. That from B sounds I, fair. I give him a B. I, I, I think that he got the final wrong, but I think go, coming go leading up to that, there were very few. What do you mean he got the final wrong? What did he, what did he get wrong? Uh, not utilizing Boyd. Uh, Boyd yep. hmm. Was he hurt? No. No. That's that's the crazy thing. He stayed with that same same lineup from the previous match. The crazy thing there is that no one asked him to post post uh, press conference why he didn't use use board. I was like, for a guy who you know who was causing like, problems for yeah. everybody. Mm-hmm. Like I think that even if you don't start him, that would have been a guy that I would have utilized off the bench. Uh, why you're using Lovitz? With, it's not John Lovitz. It's Daniel Lovitz. <laughs> but, uh, oh, thank you. Appreciate yes, that. Oh, <laughs> man, you have no idea like how many times I've seen that, that inside joke. I'm like, I know, I I, I, I thought the same thing too. It's like, no, it's Daniel Levis, not John Levis. <laughs> but uh, but no, I, I think that, um, I think that all things considered, it was, it was a good tournament for him. I think that he finally was able to have some consistency in his lineups, and that went a long way as far as how well he was able to do. I think the thing that goes, you know. Overlooked is that they only gave, gave up two goals in the whole tournament. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's that's good, and that's why I, I think he gets the high rating of, uh, as far as a B. I think there's a lot of things where we have to figure out as far as we as what we talked about with the women's team as far as the golden the golden age and like this generation. Not to say that there's a similar situation with the men, but there's a you know Berhalter has this you know connectivity with Zardis. You know, that's that's a situation that we got to figure out because the striker situation in America, we've talked about episode after episode after episode, is our striker situation is. Yeah, it's dismal. Paper thin. God. It's dismal. And, you know, like, Zardes, yeah, he got a couple of those. He got the lucky goal yeah. where he didn't even know it was coming. <laughs> the, the, the face goal. Yeah. Yeah. But, he, right, you can always do the argument, right place, right time. You know yeah. what I'm saying? <laughs> that takes, that's a skill. Zardes is a good forward MLS. He's a good backup for the national team. Yeah. That's, yeah and, that's at best, so, yeah. and, like, you know, going into this cup, we talked about, you know, the roster choice. Mm-hmm. And the fact that like, you know, the names that weren't there with the Wayas, the Bobby Woods, the Sergeant, Sergeant, you know, I mean like those and uh Bill Amid, like I mean I think isn't he tied with uh um Guzan with clean yeah. sheets in the MLS? Yeah. I mean like we gotta look at those situations as well too. Um so as far as like you know what we're looking for as like next generation, you know, still looking as uh <laughs> Our favorite boy in the middle, our captain. Um, okay. uh, we're gonna have some Michael, Michael Bradley, Bradley slander. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I mean, no, I'm not, I'm not gonna slander. Him. <laughs> I, he's, I'm used to it. It's all good. <laughs> no, it, it, I'm not gonna slander him. I'm just saying, like, as far as like, we need a replacement. We need to figure out. This is still more figuring out our identity and our style and everything mm-hmm. like that. And a lot of that is going to be dictated with as far as you know how that central rolls up. Yep. You know, Pulisic, obviously, we know. He's a beast. There's no other talent that we that can really matter. I mean, like, mm-hmm. good gosh. I, I I mean, I knew he was a beast, but, like, seeing it displayed where his pace mm-hmm. with the ball. Yeah. yeah. With the ball. People don't understand, like, that skill. Like, you can be fast and pacey, but with the ball, like, that was, like, Messi-esque. Mm-hmm. And so, like, him, his ability to do that and to create those opportunities were, were magnificent. You know, to see Weston McKinney step up like mm-hmm. this, he got the captaincy this last game. How did he? How did Guardado not get a red card? It's a final. 
ref wanted no it's, part of making it 10 v 11. It's, <clears throat> yeah. it's a final. Uh, it's, it's a final. I mean, it's it, for a referee in that moment, you want to get out of there 11 v 11. And it's a rivalry. I mean, it's the Mexico USA. Yeah, there's everything. a lot of leeway. There's all that a stuff. A whole lot of leeway. Yeah. I mean, I was. I, I have to say, like as far as like the Mark Geiger ain't die for this. I was. I was excited about the game. Like yeah. during the game, like as far as the experience, good, good game, good intensity, good game. Exactly. I mean, like to be Mexico USA rivalry and for a final. I mean, like that's that was what I was expecting as yeah. far as you know the drama and everything. But I think as far as Burholter's performance, as far as you know what we were you know expecting and everything, like I give it a solid B because of you know even with. You know, I do question some of the players that he didn't bring along. Mm-hmm. The and players that, and, that he and, did have. And that's the thing about, you know, considering all the guys who didn't uh, get called up from Mexico. You know, you had Chicharito who didn't, who didn't get up, get called up. You had 10 Lanez. players, dude. Yeah, they yeah. had 10 yeah. of like like 10 guys that strong. were like strong 10. Yeah. And they still perform like mm-hmm. this. Like, and I think that, granted, I'll say this: Mexico is more ready to win right now. Yeah, yes. absolutely. Yeah, and but at the same time, I think that especially like just given given how how much we need to basically rebuild, I think that if you had a like say if you had a guy like Josh Sargent, you know, you don't have to start him, but at the same time, get him some action to see see how he does, you know, because you know if your only options up front are are Zardes and Josie Altador. You you might be struggling some sometimes more often than not, and you're not using Jordan Morris as a four as as a guy up front. You're using him off the wing, so it's like, you know, give the give the kids a shot. Let's just, let's just say, hey, let's see what you can do. Because I think that especially going forward, when as we go into qualifications and going to Nations League, however that's supposed to work, um, I think that you're going to want to see, you know, can these kids step up like i said we talked about it plenty of times the past few uh few weeks you know how you're not gonna know you know if, if these kids are ready unless you play them yeah it's it's true i mean sergeant for me should have been at the u20s yeah and that's and and that, you and that, didn't go to either that's what i did yeah that, to me if, if he was that much on the fringe you should have just got to say hey Go to, go to U20s. The only good thing about it is Sebastian Soto played at the U20s, and Soto showed a lot at that tournament. Yeah, he's kind of yeah. on the radar now, and I don't think he really was beforehand. Yeah, because uh, he's with uh, Hanover, and uh, they're in this. Uh, they're second. in a bit of a mess. Hopefully, yeah. he's back at Hanover and playing. I think that because they're trying to get back into the um, Bundesliga mm-hmm. one, and I think that if he's playing and and playing well, he's going to factor. I, I can't see how. There's a bunch wouldn't. of guys from that U20 squad. Yeah. I was really impressed with well, Pomacall. I, I think could be that replacement in some ways for Bradley. The thing about Bradley and what he brings to the table right now is you don't have a like replacement. No, you don't. Will exactly. Trap is the closest one, and Bradley's better than Trap. Tyler Adams, and that's, and that's, maybe Trap, Trap, Trap. That's Greg's player. That's Greg's favorite player. I like Will Trap, but Michael Bradley's better right now. Yeah, and, that, and that's what I've said for a while. Is that it's not enough to have okay. You you know that you have Tyler Adams um, waiting in the wings unless he gets healthy. But he's different, and, and that's what no, he's not, yeah, he's that's not. the thing, and that's what Burhalter's got to figure out. Because what I liked about the Gold Cup for from Greg Burhalter is 
he got away from the system in all caps with the right back cutting in and playing here and all these hybrid things. Mm-hmm. And he kept it a little simpler, which mm-hmm. you need to do with a national team, in my opinion. And in this tournament format, he had a right back like a Reggie Cannon who played as a right back and was really good. Dude, I like Cannon? Yeah. Bruh. Cannon's coming. <laughs> yeah. yeah he I texted on that group. I'm yeah. like, Cannon? Yeah. yeah. He came out of nowhere. But in, in a possession team, you got to have that central midfielder who can be that metronome, like we talked about with Emerson Heinemann. Like, you've got to have that guy. Right now, Bradley's that guy. Mm-hmm. Will Trapp would be the second guy. Can Tyler Adams be that? Mm-hmm. He hasn't been. He hasn't been asked to. Right, yeah. and he's a different Maybe style. Maybe he could, or... He's a different style. Yeah, but what I would do, and and, and with the with talent you have right now, if I was in a final tomorrow, I would play Bradley with Adams together. Adams is the eight. Adams is going to do the run, and Bradley's going to be can see the that. guy on the ball. Because my question has been, going forward, how is your midfield going? Are you going to look try to utilize... Pulisic as the 10? I'd like to. Or do you keep him out wide and then try to pair up McKinney and Adams and try to figure out? That's like, the like, better way, I think. Yeah, I I'd think, love to see Pulisic as the 10 mm-hmm. long term, but I think you went in a national team format, you want to get your best players on the field. You get Pulisic wide. He can still function as a 10 coming inside. McKinney is there with Adams and Bradley for now until one of them can be what Bradley is. And then you have something on the right side, whether it's Boyd, Wea. maybe Areola. Wea, I think, will be the guy. Yeah, it might. He might need a little more time. I think that well, him going he's going to get playing time now. Like, so he well, should. Yeah, yeah hopefully. now he's going to get that playing he, time. He's going to Lille next year, and I, and like they have a pretty good track record as they far do. as as far as developing uh, young attackers. So I think that you know you probably like give him like probably like I. Uh, um, I, I'm not sure what the, what the what the schedule is. Well, you so. got you got Concacaf Nations League this fall. Um, you don't play in the September window in Nations League in okay. October and November. You're home and away with Canada and Cuba, so you got four games that count. But they're four games, especially the Cuba games, that you can. You don't want to, yeah, you, and you want to do it the way it, it's something that DeBoer said March. this year. I'm thinking next March. I think you could get him before that, possibly, depending on if he's playing. If he's, but play, if he's playing, he's playing you want to well, mix yeah. him in. You don't yeah. want to go with like a complete second team, and it's something DeBoer talked about with the rotation that I really liked. If you go with a complete second team, there's there's no core. Yeah. If you blend guys in, so if you have a, a midfield or you have a team where you got Josie up top, you have Bradley in the midfield. And you bring Wea in as one of the wingers. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. You've got something to ground him a little yeah, bit. A little core. You need that. So, and, what about Nagby? I mean, he's twenty-eight. Do you think he even think gets he worked into the he side? Should be. Like, because he I mean, seems to be a perfect player for what Berhalter wants to yeah. do. That's what I'm saying. It's like he, he's his citizenship. He has his caps. It's like does, just, does he beat out McKinney? Um, I don't know. Like as far as starting, that might be a question mark. But I think like. No matter what he's like, given his form and what, especially what he's been able to develop in his games since coming to Atlanta, right? Like he should absolutely be in the, on on the squad. Best twenty minutes I've seen from Darlington Nagby was the end of the Red Bulls game. Yeah, dude, I I've said it since last season. Like he's been my favorite player. When he as came far as... back from injury, like you right. saw, like what he does to control the mm-hmm. ball going both directions. Yep. So, and it's like, all right, Burholzer, give him a shot. 
You know, like we keep talking about these these young guys, twenty one year olds and stuff like that. But like as we continue waiting for them to get ready, Bradley's still getting older and older. He has the maturity, he has the experience, he can do the job. But it's like he it's the pace. It slows yeah. down. Our bodies are just naturally. Nagby like hadn't played that role either exactly. Mm-hmm. And, and that's one I think he could. Yeah. And I think you you've seen here in Atlanta a little bit where Bert, uh, De, DeBoer's used him centrally in a midfield three more than we had seen before. Mm-hmm. Not a true six, but a lot closer to yeah. it. Yeah. And and I think it's possible that you he could be the replacement for Bradley. So when we played Toronto here, um I was on the field, you know, slight flex. Ooh. You know, um and watching both of them play and seeing the way that they held the ball up and that's what made me start thinking is like, okay, he needs to get a chance because yeah. like he could really especially at least playing with Bradley in training camp mm-hmm. so he can kind of learn some of those things so he can slot right in. So Bradley said, "I like what you're doing. Try this." So I'm like, and, and Nagby's career and the next couple of years he needs to transition to that type of role because mm-hmm. he, he's going to lose the legs a little bit right. if he can sit and be a six and be a passing six mm-hmm. be that guy with i think what he can do defensively he's he's okay defensively mm-hmm. he's not he's not gattuso he's not you know a, a destroyer <laughs> no, he's not like yeah. but two-footed slacker yeah, you know, like. yeah. But it's good it's good <laughs> but distribute the ball yes, to then a ball playing six then, that's what a ball playing is six. going to want but then that's how you, but then that's how you can keep um nagby and mckinney on the field yeah that could work you know that there and I, I do wonder long term now in Atlanta with Heinemann coming in, who can be that type of player too, with Nagby, and then all the talk about Nagby, what's in the future for him. Yeah. He's going to want to get paid, and yeah. he's at that point to get that contract. I yeah. can't remember though, but Heinemann, so it's loan right now, but like, are we anticipated? Loan with uh, the option to buy, I think because they gave up so much to get him, yeah. two years of an international slot and 150000 in allocation money. Unless it really doesn't work out, I think he's going to be here long Okay, all right. Yeah, I was just trying to clarify that. Yeah, I would, I would assume so. Okay. Gotcha, gotcha. I, I think that, you know, Nag, that, that they should be figured out. Like, the conversation about the strikers, like, that's such a that's such a tricky thing because, granted, you, you want to try to ease those kids into the lineup, but at the same time, the problem there is that there really aren't any – Intermediate options. There's a that, gap. Yeah, there's a huge. Josie's still the guy right now. Yeah, like 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 we're kind of. No, it's it's hard to say. But he's he still is. the guy. He, he yeah. is. It's like because he has those flat. It's like he has that killer instinct. Mm-hmm. I mean, what you want from your strikers? I mean, and but then there's times like you're like that whiff, dude. Yeah, whiff. Dude. He's a giant dude. though. He to be that, able to get out of trouble, the way he holds that ball up. Yeah. I mean, as a true nine. I mean, if if you're if like you're Zach Stefan and you can't play out of the back. You see Josie's chest shining Dude. like 70 yards away. Just hit it. Just hit the bullseye. It's going to land. It's going to hit it. We, but let's, let's, man. You bring up Zach Stefan, and you know, it was just announced today that he's going to be loaned out. Mm-hmm. Of course, which we all expected. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But here's the thing, though. like My critique on him as far as like when I started to see how he's playing with his feet, I was like, oh, yeah, he's not going to last this season. Mm-hmm. He's not going to last this season. No. And, and, and see, what I – it took me a while to like really realize was that because you know like we used to have like keepers go to Europe like like clockwork, and what I didn't realize was that as more and more keepers in Europe were starting to play more with their feet a lot more, we don't do it. We, we don't, don't do develop. it. No, I, I mean as my issue as far as like my only issues was I was not as well good with my feet as well, but that's an American trait. We'll we can like, stop shots, right? We can do that well. 
But as far as like the actual tactical aspect of playing out of the back, and especially now that they changed the rule about you're playing within the 18 mm-hmm. now off the, the goal, kick, off the goal kick, you know, I mean, like that's changed the game drastically. Yeah. yeah. And I, so I, if you can't play and be ready to play the ball quick and be ready to accept the ball and to be able to handle pressure and to deliver a pass to another accurately, accurately. Like, I mean, there's, we're long gone from just kick it. Just kick it! Kick it! Boot <laughs> it! In a we're possession long, team? We're long no, gone from that nowadays. And so, like, I mean, that was the thing I noticed with Zach. He's going to have a little bit of, you know, of a... a he's he's a, not playing for Pep. No, I... He, he just doesn't have. I mean, it. but that, he doesn't I mean, have that. That's that, that, no heart gets run out of town. That's a whole different one. standard. I, I I understand that playing for Pep. Like I said, I, I think that I think I should think Germany. Especially, didn't he? Um, didn't he, like spend some years in Germany? Yeah, he didn't play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I think that. I think that he'll play. I think it's at Dusseldorf, right? Yeah. Yes. And he'll play. He, it, it looks like he's the guy there. There's not anybody else. I close. think that. You know, like he'll be all right. Like I think, like you know, give him you know two, three years. By the time, like by the time. At the end of the cycle, 2022, we'll see a much different Stefan. Maybe. Yeah. I, I don't know if it's a guarantee. They said the same thing about DeAndre Yedlin. He just had to stay healthy. That's, 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 but that's when he, I remember the same conversation after the last World Cup soccer. They said, all right, he's going to play for Newcastle. He's mm-hmm. going to be in these relegation battles. He's going to learn how to control the ball. And Same I, guy. And I yeah. think eight years. There's, there's not that, a huge difference. Yeah, you kind of are who you are to a degree. Yeah, so, I, I think he's improved at the same he's time. Improved. Yeah, but I think that at the same time, like I said it's it's he's another one guy that just needs to stay healthy. If he's not doing at least that, then it's gonna it's well, kind of Reggie Cannon's coming for that job. Yeah, Cannon steps back. I just every time they said his name, I was I was waiting for a DJ drop. Cannon steps back. I was waiting for that drop. Steps I, I think that you know there were definitely a lot, a lot of bright points, you know, to well, how we did in, in the Gold Cup. Like I said it definitely exceeded my expectations. I think that like I said Burhalter having consistency for once yeah. helped while well, went a long way. And of course, given how much of how much in the wilderness we've been in the past two years, I think that it's it's definitely a, a breath of uh, fresh air as far as. You know, just being able to, uh, you know, see like, okay, like we're actually getting somewhere. So like, like, okay, we had this lineup. Now we're going with something completely different on the, on the next game. You know, and like, so hopefully he got away a- from that weird system. I mean, that that was what was frustrating me. It's just it felt like he's trying too hard. Yeah, it's like you were a possession manager in Columbus. You can do that here. You didn't do this weird thing with the right back coming in to try to as, as a defensive and midfield. I'm like, it, no. it's too much. You can't do that at the national team level. You can still be a possession team. Spain did it. Other teams do it. But he met the expectation. Yeah, I, mean, I, I thought he had to get to the final or it's a failure. He got to the final. They improved along the way. Mm-hmm. It's good first steps. Yeah, and he, he sees he sees what he has to work with for yeah. going to qualifying. So it's gonna be exciting to see what they do going into it. Yeah, man. Yeah, definitely. Let, let us know what y'all think. For us, like, what should, where, where should the national team go from here? You know, roster wise, you know, personnel wise, formation wise. Like, let us know. FTC, UTD. You know, like I said, we, we'll, we're definitely, uh, definitely curious to see, see where, where things go. We're actually, you know, I think I have to take a, we have to take a break for a while, man. We need to recharge our batteries. I man. need a bathroom break. <laughs> Not that kind of break, man. 
I mean, like, unless unless you go for the bathroom, like for the next few weeks, you know, that's a whole different story. You know, like, we, 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 we got. Yeah, I need to get some checked. We talking about we drop episode. We drop episode every week, man. We drop episode every week. Man. Yeah, we're still we're still we're still gonna you know drops episodes for y'all. But, uh, they've already been pre recorded. You know, where they got them in the camera. We talking about. You tell them how the hot dogs made, man. It's just, it just every week. No, they, don't, they don't need to know that. Just went Zach Morris on everybody right there. Gosh. Y'all got to be on that. <laughs> but yeah, we were talking about uh, youth soccer. We actually got we had a, we had a cool concept called uh, Soccer One on One. It's a game show concept. Ringo came up with. We're actually uh, really uh, hyped. Uh, I wonder who won that episode. <clears throat> Someone cheated. <laughs> so someone had a, had a, had a, had a broken buzz. That's all I got to say, man. But, that, but that's what's up, man. Um, no equipment. That's but yeah, awesome. I, I think y'all will like like that one. Um, I said we'll, we'll be back in full effect um, in August. Um, hopefully, TL will let us, you know, tailgate back at uh, at their. Uh, we'll actually do a show uh, from the Gulch, at least while the Gulch is still standing. And, running out of time. Yeah. <laughs> but uh but yeah, like you know, we like we've been we've been really enjoying, you know, talking to y'all. Like so we've been going pretty strong for like since October. It's been since October, man. Yeah, man. We're like we're 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 reaching towards a year, man. So yeah, what we're definitely you know, thank y'all for y'all support. Um like I said, like, yo, what what y'all wanna say? I just thanks for coming on, Jason. Oh, anytime. Listen, I love talking soccer with people that know the game and, and talk about the game. Like anytime you want to come here, you can take off the professional radio hat and just like <laughs> just let your hair down, man. You got a chair here with. He's him. got a lot of hair done. No. <laughs> <laughs> Those days are gone. <laughs> as you see, that's our that's our trademark <laughs> that's on this podcast. So definitely, man, come back anytime, man. Definitely for sure. Oh, before I forget. You know that mermaids can be black, right? Oh yeah, the mermaids, <laughs> Mermaid Gate. Jesus oh, Christ, man! You know you, you got, you know you gotta love social media, man. You know people social media will can be find funny a reason as hell. to hate about anything. Yes, what do you think? Can't let it bring you down, though. Yeah, man. Like you know, do, do, do your thing, Holly, man. Like that—that's the funniest thing in the world to me. Um, oh, oh, oh! Shout out to uh, while we were talking about them earlier, the the fire. They actually just got out of their lease. Out in Bridgeview, that's they're finally yeah, they're, free. They're, they're finally free. Yeah, said us us free. Give us free. <laughs> Give us free. It, it's a nice stadium. I mean, I, I was just there for a bad game, but it's yeah. a nice stadium. <laughs> it's just in the middle of nowhere. Nowhere. There's just nothing going on there. Now, Soldier me- Field will be much much better for them, but they gotta they gotta raise their game. Yeah, they, they've got to go get a big player to be able to fill Soldier Field to some degree. They have to build them as chicago like because when because like you see you see it happening with a few other teams that are like playing out in the burbs where it's like okay like you're kind of chicago but you're not really chicago you're kind of philly but you're not really philly and it's like with you playing with the team playing well they, they haven't announced the deal yet they're still working on i guess the final details but everything's pointing towards them moving to Sol- yeah. soldier field like once you're in there like you can't half-ass it. Like, you really can't. You, you go and you talk to West Ham and you sign Chicharito. Yeah. Cuauhtémoc yeah. Blanco owned that town oh, from a soccer Blanco. perspective. Yeah, the Blanco. You that, go get Chicharito. That'd be a huge sign. I mean, he wants 
to come. I mean, he keeps they keep floating it. They've been floating it. Because like, I grow the money yeah, at the bank, sell the shirts. He's been flirting with it forever. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. He wants to come, but he's going to come for the right kind. Because mm-hmm. Austin's been trying to kick the tires at, uh, at Chicharito. Yeah, Chicago's got to jump that. Yeah. yeah. Like, I, I, would, I would think that, yeah, as soon as they, they announce we're going to Soldier Field, we're like, okay, we're all in on Chicharito. Like, Let's go. If you can't get him, the one I would turn to, and I don't like signing international goalkeepers in general, but Memo Ochoa mm-hmm. would sell you shirts. He would it's sell true, you tickets. Yeah. He yeah, would be massive. They'll have a, uh, what's called, like, froze. Oh, yes. Yeah, you'd have the Memo. <laughs> yeah. The Memo fro. The Memo froze. Yeah. They'll definitely be selling that. Absolutely, sure. man. That's easy. Uh, easy money right there. Absolutely, yeah. I'm, I'm, like I said, it, it it could be brighter days days ahead for Chicago. We just finally uh, uh, sent out uh, their FTC flag to the Black I saw Fires. That. that was very cool. Yeah, so like... You saw it in the stadium? No, I didn't oh, see it in the stadium. Yeah, I was going to say, let's no, go. I didn't see it in the stadium. <laughs> it, it, it didn't get there in time for, for our guy. I think they, it's still a black market right now. <laughs> <you know? laughs> Listen, man, we we're we going to get there. We're going to get there. <laughs> We're not exactly legal yet. You know what I'm <laughs> FTC going to break through. Season two, we break it through, man. So, yes, man. Um, like I said, like, we'll... Uh, uh, oh, we didn't talk about Kawhi. Yes! Oh, thank you, Jason. That's why you're here, man. Oh, let's talk about the earthquake. We did go. Yeah. Yes. We got a little bit of time. Let's, 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 yeah, let's do it. Time it's time. Exactly, man. man. Fergie time. Fergie time. First of all, Slayer Kawhi. Like, like number two. Number two. Imagine this being your Friday night. You get a, a, a 6.9, 7.1 earthquake. <laughs> you know, you in the crib just chilling like, oh shit, what the fuck? Then as you're getting your things together, I'm like, okay, we're all good here. Two hours later, it's like, oh, Kawhi, out of way. No. Kawhi's coming to, to you, the LA Clippers. The earthquake was balanced back to the league. That's what that was like. <laughs> That's what, it was like this whole paper sign, and then it's like what? Oh, oh, snap. I saw I saw a, a gif on Twitter where the Thanos sits down in front of his shack, and it's like Thanos. It was like it was like Kawhi ends the Spurs dynasty, ends the uh, uh, the Heat dynasty, ends the, the Warriors, the Warriors dynasty. dynasty. Yep. Brings the title to the first Canadian team and then decides to go to the Clippers. I was like, I was like, yeah, he is They had a picture of that scene with they just with, with the with Kawhi's uh, braids. I was like, <laughs> stop. Yes, <laughs> it's it's good though. It, I mean, it's it, great it, for it, the it, league. It's great for the league, and because he made that move, everyone there has been and then, huge and then brought Paul George with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and and what's crazy there is I, I saw a, I saw a video today like it's it was at the beginning of uh, this past season when uh, Paul George was interviewed yeah yep and it was like like he and Kawhi talked last year yep and it was like yo because they've been good they both Southern Cowboys yeah you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. To go home but like. And also in the East, though, I mean, KD and Kyrie going to Brooklyn. Out of, yeah. Like, everyone knew they were going to go to can the Knicks. Can we all, like, time, can we all laugh at New York Knicks? Yeah, like the Knicks. All the time. Like, y'all didn't get to laugh all last week. the time. Everyone should be fired. Like, yes. everyone, like, yeah. how'd you guys like it? And the reason, when you come out with a statement, like, yeah, we tried. We thought we were going to get it. We tried. But we didn't want to give him the max. No, yeah, that's the thing. How do you do that? They didn't try because they didn't offer him the max. He How said, do you do that? He said, I waited and no one called oh, me. <laughs> it 
was like, no one called me. Oh, it that is like New York, York City. Arrogance is funny. They're almost worse than the Bobcat. I mean, oh, sorry, it, Charlotte it Hornets. <laughs> so they, they've missed the all season. They're not bringing in anybody. No, no. no. They, 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 they literally did like because um, Enos Cantor. He was talking about how Zion Williamson was like uh, Julius Randle with, with hops, right? And, and then Randall was like, oh, didn't I drop 40 on y'all? And then, of course, <laughs> course, course the, the Knicks missed out on Zion. And who did he end up with? Julius, Julius Randall. Randall. <laughs> yeah. He ain't like, I dropped 40 on y'all anyway. So what are you talking about? I just love it. The, the Knicks thought they were going to become something. The Lakers thought they were going to add to what they had even more than Davis. And neither one did. And it's the crosstown rival that did. That's so crazy. now you have the Nets that are relevant again. And now you have the Clippers that are relevant. Yeah. And, and everybody's relevant. No, the right thing, now, the thing about it is that you got ten solid teams. You got a bunch of dynamic duos. I mean, Jimmy went a down there to Miami. Jimmy went down there with a young Miami. And team. then, you, then the, you got, the one is Westbrook. Yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, Westbrook. You know, Westbrook can go there. But Russell, he's, he's out the door. No, no, if, no. Russell goes, if Russell goes no. to Miami, if that's confirmed, talking about Westbrook. He Westbrook might go to Miami. Okay, yeah. no, no, I know, but I'm just saying like. Can you imagine them two egos? Exactly. Yeah, I don't see it. Jimmy and Russell. No, I don't see it. Pat Riley and Spolstra as leadership there. What? When is the first fight? What? <laughs> exactly. Oh, November? Exactly. Every practice. November? But that's why we love the NBA, though. But, but it's, it's, it's crazy, like, how just, like, with that one move, like I said, bringing Kawhi, bringing PG to the Clippers, like, everyone is, like, all of a sudden it's, like, everything's balanced. Mm-hmm. Everything is balanced. Tell me about, but you know what? Everything's right I'm a believer force. in my hometown team. I am trusting the process of the Hawks too, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, low key, yep. the Hawks are doing. They're things. set like, up yeah, in the right the, way. The formula that they're doing right now, as far as trying to be like the Warriors of the East and everything yeah. like that. I, th- I still think we're a season off. No, yeah, no, I know, sure. no, it's not. No, no, I know for it's sure. not immediate. But I, I am trusting the process if, if, of what if, the Hawks are doing. I love what they've done. If that, it's all about keeping people. There. Although I'm getting tired of these damn Dukies getting signed to our team, Jamari <laughs> Parker now, like I mean, Cam Reddish did, did the spike the other week. As our resident Hawks fan and, and our resident cameraman for this for this episode, like what what is your thoughts on on the on the Hawks, uh, Rashad? This is why I'm here. <laughs> Didn't mean to go that way, but. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so looking at them, a lot of bold moves, uh, taking on uh, some deals uh, like Alan Crabb and, um, if he's not you know, Evan Turner and all these guys. <laughs> if he's not in <laughs> <laughs> just, just picking up Jabari Parker and looking at the future of what they want to do, the, fina- the financial flexibility that mm-hmm. they just created mm-hmm. is crazy. Uh, adding Jabari Parker, looking at next season, would make about eight – Accepting all the, the the deals that'll make eight uh, people, you know, eight players on the roster with less than twenty million dollars committed in contracts. Talk about look look at that man stats man. Where's where the Lakers? <laughs> Where's the Lakers are on the other end of the spectrum? Jeez, they got one player worth eight players. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, things are bright for the uh, for the Hawks. Just looking at um, you know who can you bring in to pair with the young core that they have who are. You know, looking to be some dynamic players, and the majority of your core are still within first three I'm, years. I'm actually of their interested career. to see how Bruno turns out. You know, as far as he, the big man, big man coming in, it's like you know. I think he's going to surprise a lot. I of think people. so too. It's going to surprise a lot of people. Like so, I, heard, I had some birdies, and I heard some little private, I think private uh, workouts and things. <laughs> I, think and I think they really, they really love Bruno. Yeah. So. 
I'm going to steal Mike Conti's idea. We were talking about this the other day. We, we talk a lot of NBA on, on trips. I'm getting back into it more and more and more. Um, next year, the free agent class isn't all that great. It's not as great as this year. It's nowhere no, near. No, no. no. But this one's one all guy time. that I think will be out there that they could go get, and you pair him up with his core, Andre Drummond. Yeah. If you go Ooh. get Drummond and Ooh. add him to this group, yeah. if – Hunter, if, if right. Hunter, yeah, if, if so Hunter's are, a lockdown, continues to yeah. improve. Mm-hmm. If Trey and Collins continue to improve, we're gonna do it. We're gonna do a, a, a spinoff right culture hoops. Yeah, I'm telling you, <laughs> that's the whole. That's the whole idea. You know, culture is going every sport. Yeah, you know, I told you, hey. we're doing for the culture lacrosse. We're doing for the culture <laughs> rugby. We doing for the culture uh, high lie. You know, it doesn't matter. <laughs> ice <laughs> someone exactly. Asked, someone asked Field me. Field hockey, uh, ice hockey, all of it. Someone asked me a tailgate if I if I did if I did record, but I know I know I'm a, I'm a big guy. Like I, I've never even thought about. It. I, I need about at least five beers. Yeah, do Australian rules football. Yes, <laughs> but uh, but yes, we're gonna we're gonna wrap this up. Like I said, it's it's, it's been a great episode. Thank you, Jason, for, Anytime, for, for coming Much on. Much love. Much love. Um, of course, like I said, we're we're going on break. The episodes are still coming. Don't worry. Well, like I said, you'll you'll still hear from us. We might even try to do a, an IG live video. Like I've, I've, I've always wanted to try to do that. Yeah. It won't be as good as Ashlyn Harris. <laughs> That's true. Hey. I don't know. I don't know. Hey. We do another. We need nah, another. it won't be as good as Ashlyn Harris. <laughs> Hold on, man. I mean, it's all, it's she a, set the bar. <laughs> we can always, can always do that. We can always do that, that Peaches episode. We can always do that. The, the Peaches episode? <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. Oh, Lord. But yes, in the meantime, of course, as always, catch us on social media at FTC. UTD. Uh, catch us on, on the socials. Make sure you still uh, catch up the, the online store. Uh, shout out to uh, our homie, Famous Fees. Uh, we were on the show a couple weeks back. He got us. Uh, he bought. He bought the, uh, the iPhone case. The iPhone case. Yes, yes. I got like I, I saw that man. I, I marked out. So I was like, yo, like like actually looks pretty dope in person. So yeah, yeah. Shout out to him. Yeah, make sure that you uh, check out the, the online store. Like we actually gonna have some pretty cool stuff um, when we come back from break in August. We actually got a lot of cool stuff coming up. Um, uh, try. Uh, we actually no. I'm, I'm gonna say that. Say that. Nah. They got, like, they y'all, gotta y'all tune in. They gotta tune exactly. in and check it out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just, just like we, we'll let it cook. But yes, yes. Thank y'all for y'all support. You know, you know the culture still growing. The culture is everywhere. For Ringo, for Coach, for Rashad, for man, my man. It's a long short. It's Grego. The culture is real. The culture is everywhere. We'll see y'all soon. Somos united.